I think the other thing that I've learned about fear is as we start taking action, we grow our confidence. So often we sit back and we wait until we feel confident. And if I waited until I felt perfectly confident to go out and be a goal achievement coach, I wouldn't be one today. We grow our confidence with each action that we take. Hey, Goal Achievers, welcome to Elite Achievement, your go-to podcast for service-based business owners who want to achieve their goals and grow their businesses. Hear inspiring stories from other business owners, learn goal achievement strategies, and overcome the challenges you face when growing your business. I'm Kristen Burke, your host and coach, here to help you achieve your goals. Together, let's close the gap between the goals you set and the goals you achieve. Hey, Goal Achievers. This week, we are celebrating three years of podcasting. It's hard to believe that the first episodes of Elite Achievement aired August 26, 2020. When I started my business, I knew I wanted to have a podcast to make an impact and give back. I remember listening to podcasts when I was thinking about starting my business and borrowed a ton of confidence and courage from the host. It's my hope that over the past three years, you've been inspired by guest interviews, learned more about goal setting, and feel supported on your journey of growing your business and achieving your goals. As I reflect on my own podcasting journey, I'm proud of the ways I grew as a podcaster this year. I invested in podcasting by attending a podcast conference back in March. For four days, I was immersed in an environment with other podcasters and industry experts. This experience sparked my creativity and fostered some new connections. I was surprised that very few people took the time to connect with the speakers after their sessions. I gained some of the best knowledge and information outside of the actual speeches and from asking these experts pointed questions. So the next time you find yourself at a conference, I highly encourage you to connect with the speakers after their sessions. This year, I also challenged myself to be more vulnerable. As a podcaster, I wrestle with how much I share and what is valuable to you as a listener. I'm learning thanks to some feedback from listeners after episode 77, Achievement Mindset, that sharing my struggles and challenges helps foster a connection with you, my listener. I released a sales series last fall because I know sales is the most important aspect of growing a business, and it's also one of the most challenging. Episode 61 details sales tips and best practices from successful financial advisors who have a collective 20 years of experience in sales. If you want to grow your sales skills, go back and listen to the three sales episodes. Going into this year of podcasting, I made the decision to direct the show towards service-based business owners who want to grow themselves grow towards their goals, and grow their businesses. This decision allowed me to be more intentional with interviews and explore topics that are relevant to small business owners, such as recruiting and retaining employees, leveraging a team, and mastering the fear of numbers. 
I invite you to celebrate Elite Achievement's third anniversary with me by revisiting four impactful episodes from last year. And if you're wondering what to get me as an anniversary gift, the best gift is a referral. I'd love for you to share your favorite Elite Achievement episode with another goal-oriented business owner. I've discovered some of my favorite podcasts when clients, friends, and my coach text me episodes they think I will enjoy. All right, let's begin the celebration. First, let's revisit episode 57, Meet Kristen Burke. If you've been wondering how I got to where I am as a coach, listen in as my peer accountability partner, Meredith Cachetta, interviews me. So what really inspired you, do you think, when you started your business? What made you take that leap? I want to start with something I found when we we moved during the pandemic. So we also have a joke in the Burke family that we have annual move day. So we, we, <laughs> we've moved quite a bit. So we're really good movers. And I should actually take a step back. My husband is a really good mover. I am a fairly poor packer because I do things like I'm getting ready to share. So we're getting ready to move and I'm looking through journals and I I have journals. I have a lot of journals. Um, those of you that follow me know I'm a big proponent of writing down your thoughts and journaling and Friday ritual. And I came across a notebook, Meredith, from 2011. And in that notebook, I started to brainstorm my coaching business. And and I started to list out people I could go to for initial clients. I was going to charge $50 for a coaching session. So I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful I didn't start in 2011. (laughs) You refined Um, that model a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. A little different today. A little different today. But it struck me that I've had this calling on my heart for a really long time. So I I mentioned I started coaching advisors in 2009. I started to brainstorm in 2011. And I didn't take action on starting my own business until 2019. And I I needed all of that time to grow my confidence, to grow my courage, to grow my belief in myself that I could do this and that I could not only do it, but I could do it really well. And I also needed a lot of the leadership lessons that I gained in my career up until that point. And what really inspired me to take the leap was I wanted to be a higher leader at my former company. And I wanted that next level position. That's what I I thought I wanted so bad. It was, you probably remember our conversations. It was like I had tunnel vision. I had one Mm -hmm. direction and that was the only direction that I could see myself going on. And I would tell myself a story that the only way I'm able to make an impact and help women thrive in financial services is if I'm in a managing partner role. And so that was what I built the vision towards. I went through leadership programs. I I raised my hand for leadership opportunities. And I didn't get the next leadership opportunity that I really wanted. I didn't get it. And that was a moment for me where the universe really encouraged me to take a pause. As a high achiever, type A, I build a plan, I build a goal, and I, I go to work. Like I said, I had that tunnel vision. So something inspired me to pause in that moment and get really quiet and really ask myself, what do I want and why do I want it? 
And throughout that time where I was pausing and really figuring out what was going to be right for me, I did a lot of yoga, I did journaling, and I read Marie Forleo's book, Everything is Figureoutable. And in the book, Marie walked us through what I call the power questions when we're faced with fear. What's the worst that can happen and what's the best that can happen? And that, Meredith, was the the big motivator for me to say, yes, I can do this. When I went through those questions, so I already had the calling on my heart. I thought I had a plan. It didn't go the way that I thought. So that was really the like, ooh, Kristen, you should you should take a pause and figure out what you want. And then going through those exercises, I realized the biggest fear I had was not being able to make money. And I, I realized if I step away from my six-figure corporate role, I've got to replace this income. And my biggest fear was not making money. And then that led me to, well, we're going to be homeless. And then that led me to, well, we're going to move back to St. Louis. And I thought, well, gosh, if that's the worst that can possibly happen, that's not really that bad. Then I answered the other question, what's the best that can happen? And I started thinking about impact. And I started thinking about the clients I could work with. And I started thinking about the podcast I could host. And When I looked at those two lists, what's the worst that can happen and what's the best that can happen, I realized it was far worse to not go after all the good things. The real fear existed in not pursuing my dream. And so that that was the moment that really started to solidify, I'm going to do this. And I still needed some training wheels, so it's not like I went in the next day and said, I'm out. So I, I actually, I, I went to my former boss and I asked for permission to start to bring on some coaching clients outside of the office I was working in. And he granted me that permission and I gave myself a goal. And I said, okay, if I can bring on 10 clients mm-hmm. by the end of the year, I'm doing this. And I think I brought those 10 clients on in about two months. And so I officially decided that I'm going to make this my career in October. I didn't even need the full year. It really just happened. um, And I'm so grateful that it did. Going back to even just keeping journals. And it's funny that you mentioned one so long ago because my parents recently moved and they found a checklist of things I wanted to do before I died. I must've been like 12 or 13, right? (laughs) And it was so fun to look back and it reminded me of the value of documenting. What are your big dreams? Because there were a lot of things on my list checked off. And it surprised me because like you said, some of those dreams are there for a really long time, but we need time to become ready for the dream. And so I love that you saw that. And I think it's such an encouragement to be journaling and to be writing things down and documenting where we are in the process. But then also moving forward to that tunnel vision that you described, I think we do that to ourselves so often where we know what we quote unquote want or need. And now I look at your business and I think, my goodness, if you were in one leadership role, you'd have impact within your organization and those working with you or for you. But now you're working across the country to have impact in so many organizations. And so I think it's just absolutely beautiful. And I've just loved watching your journey because it's such an inspiration of there were so many things that were lining up for you to take that step. And yet you still had to be willing to take that step. And so I think that's where I want to ask you next is 
what level of fear came with that when you actually saw things kind of lining up for you? Was it very clear and you just walked forward or did you still wrestle with, okay, I know that there's things that can happen that won't end my life, right? It's not the worst that can happen is not necessarily the worst thing ever, but what level of confidence versus fear did you have when you took that decision or even when you told your boss, you know, I'm going to be heading out? That was the thing I was most afraid of at the time. I was most Mm. afraid to have the conversation with my former boss. And this is the funny thing about fear that I've learned, Meredith, is that we build it up in our mind and it's so monumental and and I'm gifted at going to worst case scenario. (laughs) My anxiety takes me to like the worst possible scenario. And so that was the hardest thing for me. And what happened in that conversation was actually really beautiful. And I remember my former boss saying, this is the clearest I have ever heard you. And that was another moment where it reaffirmed I'm making the right decision. And I was very, very fortunate that I was able to stay working with the company. We agreed through the end of the year. I wanted to see them through the end of the year, help them achieve the goals that we had for the organization. And we left in a really positive space. And and I know not everyone gets to have that same experience, but that was the most fear that I had. And I think the other thing that I've learned about fear is as we start taking action, we grow our confidence. So often we sit back and we wait until we feel confident. And if I waited until I felt perfectly confident to go out and be a goal achievement coach, I wouldn't be one today. We grow our confidence with each action that we take. So the the little domino started to fall when I asked for permission to take on some clients. When I went to people in my network and I asked for referrals and I got referrals, Okay. Then when I called some of those referrals and people actually said, yes, I, I have to point out, I brought on my first group of clients using PowerPoint. I had no website. I had no brand. I literally used a PowerPoint and it, it worked. That was how I started my business. And so there were all these dominoes that started to fall, which built confidence. And I have to say, too, it was through our conversations. Because what what people don't know is, yes, we've been friends for a really long time. And yes, you're my peer accountability partner today. You and I have had scheduled calls on the calendar for years. For years, we've been talking about things like this. And one of the things that was really, really inspiring for me at this time was you also made the leap from your six-figure corporate role to start your own business I believe you made that decision a couple months prior to me. So I was right behind you. I was seeing you do it. And and I was in some ways jealous of what you were doing And, and not jealous in a negative way. Sometimes our jealousy really gives us hints and clues to what we should be going after or what we want. And so that helped me grow my confidence is by being able to converse with you and and learn what you were going through. And I remember you were the first person I called when I, I left the office on my final day. Like I remember calling you when I walked out of the building and it was such a weird feeling because it was a building I'd gone to for a decade. I mean, friends and memories and and I walked out for the final time after turning in my computer and my badge and I called you and I was like, I did it. 
<laughs> you did, did it. it. And I remember that night so clearly because my husband and I were going out and I was like, I've got to have a drink for Kristen. Like <laughs> I, we were so far across, you know, California to Florida. And I remember getting a little toasty that night in your honor because I was so happy for you and so excited about what you were doing. And I think it is so true. Our relationship, I'm so thankful for that it's deep and that it's a friendship, but it's also been such an encouragement to walk alongside someone who's doing what you're doing. And it's so interesting to me, and it has been for years, that you and I are in totally different spaces. It's not like we do exactly the same thing. And so that's been so wonderful because in some ways, we're not competing in that way. We're not always talking just about industry stuff, but we're also having the experience of being a business owner, being a female business owner, understanding that we walked away from careers that we worked hard for. And for me, one of the biggest challenges was that I was so excited to get there. And then I realized the next day I went from having an active office with people needing me or wanting my input to sitting alone in my house. And that was a big shift mentally to feel that worth shift in my mind of what do I do day one? And so I think you were right. We were just a few months apart um, when we both decided to take that leap, but having someone that I not only love and trust, but that's going through that with me has been, I feel invaluable because we certainly both have had days where we sit there and go, what have we done? <laughs> and other days when we're <laughs> like, why didn't we do this sooner? It's powerful to listen to your story told through your own words. I'm grateful for Meredith providing me the space to reflect back on starting my coaching business and reminding me of the fear I had to work through and the confidence I had to grow to be where I am today. One thing I am learning is that fear doesn't go away with time. It changes and evolves as I continue to grow and strive for bigger goals. This is one of the many reasons support is so critical on the goal achievement journey. At the end of this clip from our interview, Meredith talks about the impact of our peer accountability calls. I describe peer accountability calls in episode 73, Unlocking Success, Four Essential Support Systems for Goal Achievement. In order to set myself up for success and to motivate me to keep taking steps to achieve my goals, I keep a weekly peer accountability call. My peer is a dear friend, so a bonus to our calls is that we get to catch up and stay connected with one another on a regular basis. We've been friends now for somewhere around 18 years. Both of us can't figure out when we actually established our friendship, but we're we're getting close to 20 years, which is pretty powerful. We started having these weekly peer accountability calls when we were both in the first year of running our businesses. We both left corporate roles around the same time. She left a little bit before me, which was inspiration for me to take the leap a few months later. We do not serve the same clients and we're not in the same industries. And this is done by design. I want feedback on growing my business from someone who is also growing a business, but can offer a different perspective. If you want to take advantage of this type of support, I recommend you start by identifying your accountability partner. This should be someone you are excited to connect with weekly and are open to sharing the good, the bad, 
and the ugly. Honesty is key. You should feel a desire in your heart to follow through on commitments and avoid disappointing this person. As I say these words, I cringe because I still need to work on my own commitments for this week. And I really don't want to show up to our call on Monday full of excuses on why I didn't get them done. You should pick someone that is a peer. A mentor is someone ahead of you that can teach you how to get to where you want to go, but a peer is in the grind with you. Then schedule your calls. Our calls take place on Mondays, and it's an energizing way to jump back into the work week. Our calls are set on repeat each Monday with no end date because I'm a huge believer that if it's on your calendar, you're going to get it done and follow through. Of course, we adjust as needed, but having these calls on the calendar means we're so much more likely to keep the momentum. Peer accountability calls work when you are consistently showing up and keeping the calls. Then plan your agenda. It can be tempting to turn these calls into social reconnects, and believe me, we've had our fair share of social reconnect calls. But we also do a really good job of diving into business. We typically rotate who shares first based on who has a pressing business problem or a win to celebrate. And typically on these calls, we share our wins, we discuss our challenges, we review our last week's commitments, and we set new commitments for the week. So it's a really simple yet powerful agenda. And if one of us doesn't fulfill a commitment, because hey, listen, we're not perfect, we're here to support and challenge with care. So we work to understand why we didn't achieve a commitment and discuss ways to avoid that same outcome in the future. If you are wondering, the other types of support that I describe in the episode that help you work smarter and achieve your goals quicker are podcast, study groups, and coaching. The right support on your goal achievement journey can help you close the gap between the goals you set and the goals you achieve. In episode 65, I described the four characteristics of goal achievers. Understanding what sets goal achievers apart from goal setters helps you identify what you need to focus on to achieve your goals. I'm going to share with you the four characteristics or what I call the four C's of goal achievers. At this point, I've coached hundreds of small business owners, and while they're all unique, I've noticed four characteristics that show up regularly in those that achieve their goals. The four characteristics of goal achievers are clarity, confidence, courage, and consistency. What's fascinating about these characteristics is that they work together to accelerate progress towards goals. For example, the clearer you are about the goal you want to achieve, the more consistent you can be with the activity needed to achieve the goal. You're able to identify priorities and align your schedule to then fit those priorities. The clearer you are with your priorities, the more consistent you become with your activity. This also leads to an increase in courage. If you're wildly clear about the type of client you want to attract to your business, you can be more courageous when you ask for referrals or introductions to other people. This courage then leads to confidence. And the more confident you are, the more consistent you want to be with your activity so you keep getting results. 
These characteristics also ebb and flow as you grow and develop as a business owner. You might find that you are extremely confident and courageous in one area of your business. And when you take on a new project or a new client, you might find your confidence and courage at an all-time low. It's important to recognize growing your goal achievement characteristics is a journey. You don't just arrive one day and from that day forward, you'll always be clear, confident, courageous, and consistent. This is why the practices that I recommend, such as the Friday ritual, are so important. We can't predict when our confidence, our courage will drop. Talking about the Friday ritual is an impactful way to end this anniversary episode. And before I share a portion of episode 70, three goal review processes that work, I want to highlight the four questions I offered at the end of the four C's episode. Asking yourself these questions will help you determine which characteristic to focus on to achieve your goals. As you consider your goals this year, I encourage you to ask yourself, why do I want to achieve this goal? If you don't have a compelling answer to this question, you need to focus on clarity. On a scale of one to 10, how confident am I that I can achieve this goal? If your score is low, you need to create an action plan to grow your confidence. What courageous action do I need to take to achieve this goal? And am I willing to take it? If you are not willing to take the courageous action, you need to focus on growing courage. And I'll give you a hint. You can also grow your confidence by taking action. And the last question is, what do I need to do and track on a consistent basis to achieve this goal? What gets measured gets done. And if you don't have a tracking system in place, you are likely to be inconsistent. I hope these four questions help you assess the four C's and determine which characteristic to grow so you can achieve your goals. The Friday Ritual is a goal review process that emphasizes clarity, confidence, courage, and consistency. In episode 70, I describe three goal review processes that will make a huge impact on your goal achievement journey this year. Reviewing your goals helps keep what is important to you top of mind helps you assess what is working and what is not working, and gives you the opportunity to redefine your priorities so you can consistently make progress towards your goals. Let's start with the weekly goal review process, which is also known as the Friday Ritual. I've been doing the Friday Ritual for several years now, and it's my favorite goal achievement best practice. The Friday Ritual is simple and impactful. Each week, write down your weekly wins, lessons learned, and priorities for the next week. Now, I use a journal because I love the feeling of putting pen to paper. And if you listen to episode 64, my top business lessons of 2022, you can now picture me sitting with a stack of my old journals, flipping through the pages to actually identify my lessons learned. It might not be the most efficient way, but hey, it works for me. So step one of the Friday ritual is to pull up your calendar and look back at the start of the week 
and write down any wins, both personal and professional. This is such a critical step in the goal achievement journey because highlighting wins builds confidence. The more we recognize our progress and momentum, the more we want to continue making progress and building momentum towards our goals. It's also really easy to forget about the awesome thing that happened on Monday when you are stressing over the no you got on Thursday. Going back through your calendar helps you remember the great things that happened at the start of the week so you don't overemphasize the one bad thing that just happened. When thinking of wins, write down the progress you are making towards your goals, the impact you are having with clients, and the exciting yeses and opportunities that came up throughout the week. The second step of the Friday ritual is to note the lessons you learned throughout the week. This step is so important if you want to grow courage and the ability to embrace failure. And the third step of the Friday ritual is to write down your priorities for the next week. This helps you consistently make progress towards your goals. Now, this should not be another long list of everything you have to do. This should be a list of a few key action steps, activities, or initiatives that you need to accomplish in the next week to move closer to achieving your goals. And for my overachievers out there, in addition to writing down your priorities, go back to your calendar and actually add time on your calendar to get them accomplished. If you've listened to the podcast before, these steps might sound familiar because I close out episodes with a friendly Friday ritual reminder. Thank you for celebrating my third anniversary as a podcaster. It's an honor to be part of your goal achievement journey. I know your time is valuable and I appreciate each time you listen to this podcast. With that, goal achievers, this should sound familiar. Keep celebrating your weekly wins, noting your lessons learned, and identify your priorities for next week so you can consistently pursue progress in the direction of your goals. Hey, Goal Achiever, congrats on investing time in your growth and finishing another episode. If you are left craving more goal achieving and business growing wisdom, visit my website, kristenburke.com and check out the resources page. Here you will find my popular breakout plan, which has helped hundreds plan, prioritize and progress towards their goals. Vision prompts to help you draft your vision and a mid-year check-in to help you reconnect and reignite your passion for your goals. Together, let's close the gap between the goals you set and the goals you achieve.